Welcome to the Bifocal Podcast with John White and Jason Himmelstein, where we talk about business intelligence and the Microsoft stack with news, interviews, and expert opinions from around the space. This is episode 114, recorded on August 21st, 2019, where John and Jason talked to Chris Finland, Principal Program Manager for Power BI, about his experience at SharePoint Fest Seattle. What's new and exciting for Power BI and some specifics around paginated reports in Power BI. Morning, John. Good morning, Jason. How are you now? I'm doing okay. Let's. That, that's about as baseline as we're going to get. Today. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's not horrible, so that's a good thing. We're at uh, SharePoint Fest Seattle, and uh, things are picking up here. I didn't make the keynote this morning, but I think Chris, you said you did. I did. Yeah. So excited to hear what your thoughts are on that here in just a minute. We are lucky, uh, as usual, to be joined by our good friend Chris Finland from the product team, who. Just recently got promoted. Yes. Congratulations on Thank that, you. sir. Congratulations, Thank you. No, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So, uh, and you you guys are here at the show in force this year. Yes. We were able to get a bunch of the Power BI product team to come out. You guys joined us for our workshop yesterday. Yeah. Which was a blast getting to have you guys in the room. And Power I think BI at a SharePoint conference. Who'd have thunk it? Well, we, <laughs> it was a very different audience than we usually get. Yes. There were a couple things that I noticed yesterday. Demographically, we were 85% female. I noticed yes, that, that as well. Was, yep. You know, usually we get about a 60-40 split, mm -hmm. but yesterday was a dominantly female crowd and a dominantly beginner crowd for into Power BI. Had lots of Excel experience, lots of SharePoint experience, but they were coming and they were mostly cloud-based and a yeah. couple of uh, you know GovCloud type folks. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was an interesting mix, I thought, of folks. And it was a lot of fun to do because we got to focus on the SharePoint side of the world. In a big way, yeah. Yeah, so it was, that, was a, that was a lot of fun. Which is, I think, what Chris came to do. He wanted to have a look at what the SharePoint world looks like these days. I think the great thing for being at this conference and having a chance to kind of join you guys at, with this particular audience you know, the Power BI team goes and talks to a lot of customers and, and attends conferences. And guess what? The people there know Power BI very, very well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or their customers looking to adopt. Or they, they have a certain baseline knowledge that we assume and kind of talk about like, oh, you're reading the blogs, you're doing this. This audience was great to observe from the perspective of they truly were coming from, I've heard of Power BI or I have Office 365. That was a common theme. Yeah. You know, there's Office 365 across the board. Right. But the Power BI piece of it either, oh yeah, we're licensed for it, but I have no idea what it is. I heard about it and somebody did something cool. There was one gentleman who was, who was pretty well versed in it, but everybody else, it was really fascinating to hear their questions or, you know, hey, hey what are your competitors? Mm -hmm. you know, this is the type of thing, of course, yeah. we hear all the time. It's like, oh, well, your competitor does X, but these folks were really like, I'm just looking to learn more, and it seems like this could help me out, but how does it tie into the stuff I do know well, which is the Excel and SharePoint stuff? I learned something yesterday. Lukash pointed out the guided learning section. Yeah. That was, you know, I'd gone to the learn tab before, but I'd never seen, I don't know when that started rolling out, but the guided learning section, yes. there's a lot of content there. I usually just go and, you know, and suggest people the, you know, what Will Thompson has put out there of yep. getting edX, started, yeah. you know, the edX side. Well, and it's on YouTube at this point. So, you know, there's lots of great content out there, but I had not seen the guided learning. That for me was fantastic. The thing that isn't there at this point is anything that with the interaction of SharePoint. That's uh, right. So I think that's a that's an interesting gap that we, we noticed. It was like, yeah, our, our use case isn't there. 
So hopefully that'll be something that, uh, you know, if we put a user voice item in, maybe we'll be able to get a, uh, you know, more around that space as well. But the big question that I enjoyed was, how do people find out about Power BI? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it took a minute <laughs> to, like, to spin the head on that one and be like, wow, okay. And because we we're ingrained in yeah. it all the time. Like we, you know, my, one, of, one of my first five websites every day that I go to is taking a look at the blog and make sure that there's nothing new. Yes. I've got flow alerts set up that let me know what's happening. And the, yep. yeah, but that's Microsoft's blogs have not been getting as much love in other spaces lately. The you know, tech community is where you know, the SharePoint team is putting all of their stuff and mm -hmm. Office 365 teams, et cetera. We don't see as much just on public facing blogs the way it used to be. That was where where we saw the news, you know, two, three yeah. years ago with SharePoint. But they moved into into Yammer for a while and then they moved into tech communities. And so the idea that people didn't know about the blog was was a new one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Where do you want to see the content coming from? I think that's an interesting question because, you know, yeah, we put the stuff out on the blog, but there's gotta be additional ways. I mean, certainly, you know, Twitter and LinkedIn and, and posting stuff there. But I do think that's an interesting question is, just, you know, what is the most effective way now to reach the audience? Adam and uh, Patrick have been really successful with the video stuff. I think that's a that's an avenue that in the Power BI YouTube channel, I don't think has a ton of ongoing updated content, if, no. unless I'm missing something. So that may be something where I think we could spend a little bit more time pushing out content that way. I think that the blog is a great way of doing it. I think that people just, you know, in our space just aren't quite as aware of it. Yep. I think having a presence in tech community would probably make some sense. But I know that like there is a communities page, but it's mm -hmm. not the same communities side of things. So there's some disjointedness across. Tech community versus the Power BI community. Yeah. They're different sites yep. right now. And Maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't be, et cetera, yeah. Well, I mean, I think the fact that we just learned about that, the, the guided learning part of it speaks volumes, right? I mean, it's probably been there for quite some time. It's a tremendous resource, and I didn't know about it. Yeah. yeah, so. Personally, for me, I like the I like the blog because I've got a, a flow that goes off and sends us alerts. When, yeah, I, when I find we, that handy. Yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to do. And you guys have a very active product team on Twitter, and you know, yes. so by following that group, it's pretty easy to see when things are, are, are happening and popping up, but I don't know that that's, I don't know that the product team is as well followed uh, outside <laughs> of the MVP community. <laughs> I honestly like the way that those blog posts are personalized. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you've got people attached to each one of those posts, usually the product manager or, you know, as, as something, but yep. not necessarily so. It might be, and, you know, interns are called out. So, you know, yep. you're, you, you, people are called out by name. And I, th I think that's nice. That might, I don't know if that's unique to Power BI or is that a conscious decision there? I would say it's definitely something that that is encouraged. It's interesting you bring that up because we were in a, we were in a meeting last week where we were talking about some of the branding things, and Amir specifically brought up that point around how the Power BI team is encouraged to have a personality and really connect with the community, and that, and that you know, kind of that personalization or humanization, or it's definitely in your own voice, or you're encouraged to be in your own voice. Like I, the, my blog posts. <laughs> I think for the first couple, Adam looked at him and then he just stopped. He's like, you know how to write just fine. Just go, just go and take care of that. So all my blog posts are just me. I, I curate them a bit in terms of trying to just make sure they're focused. But even the last blog post I did, for example, one of the things that had been brought up to me is like, boy, it'd be nice if we learned out about some things ahead of time so we could start preparing. So I'm like, okay, you know what I should do for this next one is just make sure I call out a few things ahead of time. And that got a really, really positive reaction. So we do try to adopt and listen to the community and make that connection with them. It also happen, it happens to help if you have a Son, your son's teddy bear. Yeah. You, know, you can you can set up 
and use as a uh, as a mascot. <laughs> I think Patch and Report Bear has been a great thing. Uh, I've enjoyed all the videos. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Dataflow's dog is definitely uh, an interesting character that you guys have brought. Oh, he'll in. he'll be back. He, yeah. he'll be he'll be showing up again shortly. Here, Dataflow's <laughs> dog. Uh, and again, Dataflow's dog. To be clear, my son's favorite stuffed animal is Dataflow's dog. Uh, so, okay. so that's that's the interesting thing about that. Well, the, the bear is on tour. Right the bear now. is on tour. Yes. Uh, so I got an email from Will. So if you follow on Twitter, the reaction for him at the London Pub uh, user group was overwhelming. So there were 300 people there, and I, I'm sure they were there to see Will, uh -huh. but the bear was a huge hit. Everybody was aware of him. They got a ton of pictures. Will was able to give away a small bear that my wife had found that we had from this. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a lot of fun. He sent me emails like, this was nuts. People were so excited to see him, like constant, you know, you know, tweeting, pictures, you name it. So it has been a ton of fun to watch. I'll enjoy watching him come home in a box. I think that may be the next video. Is the, the bear, the, un Will. the unboxing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, no, Will. <laughs> going to be there for quite some time. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the box is properly decorated and uh, to, to, <laughs> we have to, to be know. careful. I mean, it is coming from overseas, so I, like if he pokes holes in it or something, I'm sure that they're going to question exactly yeah. what's coming through the box. A couple of Power BI stickers or something. Yeah, yeah well, that's, be a good, good so. that's a good idea. So I, I, I wanted to know what your impressions from the session that you sat in yesterday were of, of the audience. What, what did you get out of it? Did you get what you came for? Um, I think that, I, I mean, I did. The big thing for me was, You'll notice I didn't spend a lot of time on my laptop during the session, I doing did. emails and things like that, because even though I live and breathe in the product group every single day, there were certain things that you showed that either I had forgotten about, or I had not spent a lot of time looking at, or I was just curious to see people's reactions to. Because again, you did spend a lot of time in the space around SharePoint lists and that interaction with Power BI, which is a really, really popular use case and something we're looking how to improve that and really have a more seamless integration between the two moving forward. And just to watch the people's reactions the types of questions and, and just how challenging it was for you to kind of go and do certain things that you would think would just be super Easy. simple. Yeah, I know that's that's what you say now, but once you learn it, there, yeah. there was a lot of interesting use cases there that I think that people are looking to accomplish. That. Yeah. We don't spend a lot of time, at least publicly, talking about it. I mean, certainly it comes up quite a bit uh, in the product team meetings, but from my perspective, it was just great to be with an audience that was really coming from it, completely new, and just watching their reaction. And I was a, one thing I was a little surprised about was, so they had an opportunity to just kind of fire questions at us, and they really were us in a ton of questions. I think they were just kind of drinking the fire hose right then, because yeah. I mean, you could imagine how this goes normally, like an MVP session or something uh, like MBAS, where we just get a fire hose of questions or a ton of these things. For this group there, I think they were a little bit more like, geez, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this thing. I can't possibly. Uh, but they did bring up a couple of interesting use cases of what they're looking to accomplish and how this would be valuable and how they're using SharePoint lists here. Uh, a lot of interest in, you know, hey, my users live in Excel. How can we can improve that experience as it relates to Power BI? And I think these are things you're going to see us focusing on more and more throughout this you know, coming months and years. It's sure nice to hear. I mean, uh, I originally got into BI through SharePoint, obviously, as, as did Jason, because SharePoint was the center of the BI universe. We all know Well, that. you know how much I like the SharePoint <laughs> BI story from a few years ago. It's, uh, but there was a reason for it. I mean, yes. it, the, the integration points made sense. And, you know, we've taken out the plumbing and the, the mm -hmm. requirements and all of that stuff. And 
definitely applaud that all from an architectural standpoint, but I think we might have been a little too excited to separate them and haven't paid enough quite attention to you know, removing those seams and getting them back together again. So it's, it's nice to hear. It's an interesting point that you bring up because I talk, we, you know, even when I think Ricardo brought up in the blog post a few years ago when we removed SharePoint integrated mode from SSRS, yep. It's not that we don't want people to use the two products together. It's that we want it to be flexible and optional, right. yeah. not heavy and required. Yeah. And I think that was the big challenge with the way it was originally implemented. To that point, you know, just watching the keynote this morning, I haven't spent a ton of time with the SharePoint sites and what you can do. There's a lot of neat stuff around personalization and how you tie these things together and how they're really making either Teams or SharePoint kind of the center of your you know, day-to-day -day activities for either your group or your in as an individual. And Power BI would fit in there in a number of different ways. And it's all about see, getting the insights and then taking action on it. SharePoint's a great place to kind of centralize that and do that. This episode of the Bifocal Podcast is sponsored by Tigraph, the award-winning reporting and analytics platform for Office 365. Get the full picture of your Office 365 network by using Tigraph. See how customers leverage its actionable insights to better understand their organization's usage, collaboration, and adoption patterns. Try Tigraph today. Sign up for a free trial at Tigraph.com. Just sticking with the theme of community for a minute, one of the conversations that we had yesterday, and part of the great thing about being at a show like this is that is that true interaction between us as speakers, you as a product team, and, and the general community who comes yeah, to I mean, learn. They, they've, they've completely filled these first three rows here. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, 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 we are the anchor that holds the, the podcasting center together. It's, it, folks, it's moments like know. this, I wish it was a video podcast. Yeah. Because I would love to. <laughs> I, I knew you'd enjoy that. <laughs> I knew you would enjoy that. I appreciate the fact that they do give us this space and they've got a, you know, us blasting the audience here. For us, the, the community aspect, and you'll, you'll see it tonight at the networking reception, you know, the, this interaction. The cool thing is sitting here watching these pods of people just interacting. And one of the com comments that someone made was, how do you find the communities? And there is a vibrant Power BI community out there. Yes. Like you said, the, the user group, the pug that uh, you know, Will, Will went to in London, and they're, they're cropping up all over the place. I made a statement yesterday that we're finding SharePoint user groups going more online these days than person. I think one of the mistakes that we've made with SharePoint user groups is that we've gotten away from that user concept. Mm -hmm. It's always, oh, well, let's go and get this deep expert to come in and talk about this 400-level topic. Like, no, like, we need to connect people who are struggling who mm. can help other users. It's you know, it's about being that user interaction, that user tool. Yep. And so Power BI, I think, has... We're getting our picture taken. <laughs> Yay! Oh, it's video. video. Oh. Okay, you, you oh. gotta keep talking. Yeah. You keep talking. I, I can just hold it like this pause. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. But I think that one of the things, and it's, it's a it's a constant statement that I make to user group leaders, because uh, I, I spend a lot of time in, in the community trying to help user groups figure out why they're not getting good attendance, is we've gotten away from that concept. And I think the Power BI side of it has embraced that. Yes. You know, it's, it, because it's not about, well, let's get a developer topic in here, and then we just get the developer audience. Yep. The user groups really are, part of the reason why you get a 300-person user group is because they have the opportunity to interact. And hey, there there is a speaker who's coming and talking too, but it's more, how do we interact? How do we learn from each other and, and grow that way? And you know, the SharePoint Saturday thing has sort of started to tail off a little bit, just a little bit, you know, but SQL Saturdays yeah. continue to it's stay super yes. strong. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I think it's that similar concept 
of, you know, people are coming in and they're getting to interact in a different way. Mm -hmm. And the specialization, like we've seen SharePoint sort of divide up into IT pro, business and developer. It's not quite that way with the Power BI community. We have the analyst side of things, you have yep. the data scientist side, and then there's an admin component to it, but they all kind of blend together. It's that mm -hmm. maturity model, John, that you were showing in that in one of the slides that we used yesterday. Yep. But there, there's that story. continuous side of it that we see. So it was just something that I realized yesterday as we were looking at all of these things that I thought was kind of interesting. So. Yeah. so a couple of the things I took away from yesterday's session. First of all, I loved your metaphor around the car. Did you? Yeah, that was really good. I, I, and folks haven't seen this. It's a really interesting conversation around the car and business intelligence and you know how that relates to different things in terms of the reports. The other thing, which again, as the paginated reports PM, is you essentially need a day-long session on paginated reports to unlearn all the things you had to learn yesterday in the context of how you do it in the with Power BI reports. That doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Yeah. It's just as a very different concept and mindset in terms of like having a model is not only not a requirement, in certain cases, it will not be a good idea to include a model with that right. particular report. The concept of data source is similar, but not exactly the same. The yeah. concept of data set is actually very different in the, yeah, in the oh, context yeah. of, of paginated reports. What will improve performance with a paginated report won't necessarily improve performance with Power BI and vice versa. The concept of a rectangle, <laughs> which, which for folks who are not familiar with budget reports, rectangles are incredibly powerful and can also be very confusing. But there's there's a lot of stuff there, and it really kind of hammered home to me. And we've already been looking at doing this kind of you know budget report in a day or something like that. Uh, Just how important that is, because. You guys covered a ton of stuff and spent 30 seconds, a minute on pageant reports. Like, yes, they exist, but you still weren't able to get through everything you needed to get Of course through. not. Yeah. Uh, so there, there was so a lot. There's we didn't get so through much yet. there. And I think that that really, for folks who are looking to kind of dive into pageant reports, a 20 minute video or a six minute tutorial is not enough. They yeah, really no. need, and just like the, these folks wouldn't have been able to ramp up with Power BI doing that either. There's just so much to learn and understand. And it's going to take time, but it really, the importance of learning and documentation. Right. Alongside the features is a key component that oftentimes, you know, oh, we've got this shiny new thing, but I don't know how to use it. And you've got to make sure that you have both coming out at the same time. Well, I mean, paginated report, we just kind of throw the term around. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing. I mean, that is that is a mature product that's yes. been with us for 20 years, yeah, something it's, like it's, that? It's, I think it's like 15, 16 years. A yeah. very long time with a, with a massive set of features and, it's, yeah. and, with, and a completely different design point, frankly, yes. than because they're operational reports versus yes. analytical reports. And they need yeah. to, yeah, so I mean, it's a whole new ball game and, yes. and it's being modernized, et cetera. But, yeah, it's it's obviously a big deal, and and you know, I mean, the stuff you're doing to shoehorn it—I shouldn't say shoehorn it in—but you know, it's now living in the service, right yes. beside you know, a, 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 in an architecture that was not designed to do no. that originally. Nope, is impressive. Yeah, no, I I, I'm very I'm very proud of the experience we put together. I was able to give you guys a bit of a sneak preview of some of the stuff that's coming in uh, the next few weeks yeah. uh, that I mentioned on the blog. So. There's a lot of investment going in there today, and there's a lot more coming in the future. Like this isn't something where we're planning on just, you know, okay, we're done, you know, tie a bow on it. There's a lot of stuff that's required there, you know, migration tooling, feature completeness, you know, just kind of rounding out, you know, making it a first-class citizen of Power BI. There's a lot of neat stuff. And again, just some of the things you weren't able to do in SSRS. I mean, one of the right. one of the smaller things that we did in the context of email subscriptions, which 
wasn't a big deal, but actually made a much larger difference than we thought, was having an image preview option for a paginated report. I mean, yes, you had the attachment, but we went back and said, you know what, let's give people the option to have an initial image preview with this, just like you do with a Power BI report. Mm -hmm. And that makes a huge difference to folks, because again, for a lot of them, they just need to see that first page. So to have that option and the attachment, that's something you can't do on-prem. You can't do that with the email subscriptions on-prem. So this is one of these small little enhancements you'll see us making as we move forward with the product. Makes sense. And, and there are other things too, from, from the legacy side of things, that it, the paginated reports in the service don't do, or they do differently, I think is right. probably more to the point. And I think you need to come at that with that mindset. I mean, it may not be exactly the same as you're used to, but there's going to be some sort of a mechanism that's going to get you there. There's a, there's a move forward story in most cases. Yeah, it was interesting, the Power App session I was at this morning, he said, Power Apps is the successor to InfoPath, Correct. but not the replacement right. for mm -hmm. InfoPath. And I'd say that that's a similar story with paginated reports. It's probably closer because, again, it's the same underlying RDL technology. Yeah. But it's not a 100% replacement exactly as you did at SSRS. It's the successor to that. But you certainly have a much easier on-ramp there than, say, going from InfoPath to Power oh, yeah. Apps because it's a very different development. So We've now transitioned to talking more about paginated reports. So we I did spent that some time. Just yeah, you were awesome. You, you, you I'm so proud. <laughs> you know, we talked to you at Embass a little bit about what had just come out. You know, the fact that you guys had just released into GA and everything like that. And then you've had the summer to do come back and start your planning process and taking a look at the world. And to your point, you have started not teasing out that I think that's the wrong way to describe it. Mm -hmm. But you know, giving us a preview, as you said, into what's coming next. What are you excited about? What's other than, you know, I, it, it's a whole new year, fiscal year, sure. and you've got a lot to come, to come. What are the things that you actually are excited to go off and, and get a chance to work on? Maybe not something that's coming right this minute, but that you're looking forward to, to and down the line here. The reason I was excited to show you guys that stuff yesterday is we, we made this big push to get to GA and there's a SQL release coming out later this year. And we have responsibilities around doing, you know, SQL Server reporting services and the Power BI report server updates. And so we understood we were going to essentially take a, not take a break, but slow down on some of the feature work. But what was interesting is we were able to work in these four or five features that I kind of highlighted to you yesterday as we were working on these other items. So what we're putting out, that isn't even part of the fall planning that exercise that we're going through right now. So I was excited that we're going to have this, you know, a significant amount of a new functionality showing up here in the next few weeks that's just leading into kind of this string of things that you're going to see us moving into. So if you talk about the things I'm, I'm really excited about, I mean, RDL completeness is a big, big theme for me. And this is, you know, when you're talking about SQL Server reporting services, you've got the server component, and then you've got the, you know, the actual paginated report component. And that's the one thing we've been consistent around is letting people do the things with their RDLs that they can do there. So the two features I hear about all the time, sub-reports and drill-through. Mm -hmm. Those two, and especially drill-through from one pageant report to another, which I know John is a huge fan yeah, of. Yeah, uh, Don't doing that. do that. Anyway. Except the problem is, is that people do do that. I know, and, and yeah. they want to take their reports as is, but the sub-reports one, Sub a lot of people sense. use sub-reports. Yeah. So those two, I mean, again, very clear. We're going to go probably knock those out first, uh, depending on how much time that takes. But those are the two in terms of RDL completeness, absolutely one on our forefront. As we kind of look at the rest of the, the paginated reports backlog and how we can make it more widely available to folks, I think you're going to see some announcements around that moving forward, around you know making it available in different SKUs. The PaaS embedding piece, 
also be opening that up a bit. So I guess there's the two models right now. The user owns data. That's the, the SaaS embed that was announced a few weeks ago. Uh, secure embed on top of that. SharePoint embed, something we're also looking at. And then the, the ability that the app owns data. Uh, you know, so if you're an ISV, SSRS is used all over the place in those scenarios. That's coming. I'm pretty excited year. that I'll be able to you know, offer customers some pretty advanced print capabilities yes. through that. Yes. Just the, in our, in our uh, SaaS operations. Yeah, yeah, no, that was something that I know a lot of people. I, it is interesting just how many people are saying, you know, I need it for a drill through or an export or a printing scenario. That's exactly what we're hoping for, how it ties together with the overall story of the product. It's going to work. And again, making that available and down to EM3, A3, and, and below is something you're going to see us working on to, to make make that available at all levels of the different dedicated capacities. And again, I think that there is a huge amount of community interest around this. People bring up, hey, will this be available in pro some point? That is still being internally discussed. I mean, I will say I very much would like to make it to as wide an audience as possible. I think that you know we have some, some ways to address some of the technical challenges we originally were faced with. It's just something I would say, TBD, please keep voting on the community site to show your support around this and provide feedback to the, to the team directly. I mean, don't just tweet at me, tweet at Amir or Rune, whomever. Let them know what you're thinking of, what your use cases are and why this is important to you. And again, you know, we want to make this available to everyone. We, SSRS is a huge install base that we know and bring these people to the cloud on their terms, and this is a way we can do them. Very cool. I was kind of curious, you're here on a mission. Uh, thus far, what's your message for the management team when you, take, when you go back to your office? For in the context of the of this, yeah, yeah, with your, your trip report, what's well, it going to look like? I, I think the interesting thing is, is that there is there's a number of opportunities to integrate with um, with kind of the Microsoft 365 vision, the Office 365 vision, but we should be looking at it very holistically as opposed to, you know, there's a lot of traditional scenarios that I think have been around a long, long time. You mm -hmm. brought up, you know, the, you, you were introduced to the Microsoft BI through SharePoint. Yep. You know, creating a view against a SharePoint list seems like a, a no-brainer. You know, yep. The Excel integration stuff, again, Excel is a B, the number one BI tool in the world. These are things that Sure, these are, but if you talk about some of the stuff I saw this morning, I mentioned this before I came on, some of the things where you can do the search and then insert from a file, I mean, those are perfect use cases for Power BI. And you mentioned the live PowerPoint piece, you know, having the ability in Outlook, again, subscriptions are a very, very popular feature. They have exploded over the last several months, which is great to see. But That's having great. the ability to have a live report in there or the integration with OneDrive and customizing it in your context, your Power App or your SharePoint page, Yes, we have the embedding piece there, but it's you've pointed out that it's a little limited. And I think there are ways we can expand that. And look, just look at the growth of Teams. I mean, Teams, yes. is, teams is huge, and the ways that you could potentially interact with that or bring that into that context, I think are really, really important. I mean, I was just curious. I was like, hey, yeah, you can have your SharePoint list here in Teams as well. I was like, sure. Like, makes sense, but I hadn't really ever thought about that's where people were kind of going and doing it. It's a good way to do it. I mean, Teams is a kind of a light, if you don't have a fully baked intranet style site with pages, et cetera, et cetera. Teams is kind of a, a simple UI on top of all the yeah. goodness that is SharePoint. Man, but it reaches out into, as well, Power BI. And it, it's a way to highlight content from the, all of these different systems. And one of the things I love about the way Teams works is, you know, if I embed a Power BI report, I can immediately have a conversation around it, and that's all stored in Teams, right? Yep. That's in, in the consistent place where everybody else is, is having conversations. Yep. So if you just use that as an interface, I mean, that's one way to do 
commenting. So, but yeah, <laughs> yes, it is one way to do commenting. But but you can do that for everything. You bring together all of the pieces you want, so the technology doesn't matter anymore. That's always been a panacea. Yes, That's, we've always wanted yes. to do that. Well, it was also interesting in one of the classes today. This was one of the comments where, hey, my IT department has locked down SharePoint sites. No, oh, yeah. Teams is the area where you can go and kind of you know do your own thing. I thought that was fascinating because. Yeah. Again, at Microsoft, it is a very wide open environment in terms of what IT lets you do, not do with the Microsoft stack. But you know, thinking back to my time at, at uh, my former company and just my time talking to customers, that is not the that is not the norm. No. And it was interesting that Teams was the way that there's like, yeah, no, that's fine. But SharePoint sites, guess what? We're locking that down in a meaningful way. Feel uncertain about your Power BI success? What are the questions you need to answer to deliver value? Tumble Road can help. They will put you on the road to success with training, advice, and products that get you to value faster, just like they've done for other Fortune 50 customers. Download their free Power BI guide, packed with technical tips and tricks, at tumbleroad.com forward slash success. Governance has been something that has been hounded on and harped on in the SharePoint space for a long time. And back when, when on-prem was the primary, going in and turning off features and making it oh, so yeah. that people couldn't do you know, quote-unquote harmful things. IIT is the moniker the Department of No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think more and more as we move towards, you know, get people into the cloud and get into SharePoint Online, we're starting to see that that shift, and you guys asked the question, you know, of yesterday during the, you know, the Q and A that you did with the, with our audience, was where are you interacting? How are you? What are you customizing in the SharePoint world? And are you putting something on a page? And I think that the interesting thing we're starting to, to see is people using intranets differently than mm -hmm. the team sites, and really mm -hmm. that split. But it was not the way I thought it would be when when the reaction in the room. Half the people said, yeah, our intranet's all locked down, but we have team sites that we have customized. And half was flipped the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. I've never thought of locking down team sites in that way. But oh, the intranet's completely customizable that we, we each have our own like area. And it yep. seemed very odd to me from that perspective. With regard to, uh, just I want to go back to paginated reports for just a minute. You had talked about, uh, you know, like a paginated report in a day type of a thing. Yep. That is a really interesting concept that I, I think as we start to look down the line, the, the divergence, the fact that you have paginated reports builder versus Power BI desktop, it's an interesting thing. Are, are, are we going to start quibbling about the names? I, I wasn't. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was hoping we were going to avoid that. No, so. we're not, we're not going to do that. No, okay, I, was, I, was gonna, I was just talking about the, the differences between the two at this point. I completely agree with your, with your idea that it's a, you know, you have to sort of unlearn what you've learned in the past. There is crossover there, though, that you've shown. Mm -hmm. You know, you you and Patrick did a, a video talking about how you can take the profiler and export just that DAX direct yep. out and be able to paste it in. And I've run into some complexities over in the <laughs> in Power BI Report Builder because it's not as simple as the drag, you know, the clicky, clicky, draggy, droppy of no. Power BI Desktop. It no. is more of a you know a power user, a data scientist, a, you know, power analyst level. I, I, I'm not going to say tool. report builder, you need to be a data scientist. Either, so <laughs> I'm going to quibble with that. Well, uh, I'm <laughs> saying it, it's, it's more that than Power BI desktop is. Yes, that's That's, that's, all, that's sure. all I'm saying. It's, it takes a, a, a more deliberate approach than Power BI desktop does. Yes. Is that a fair statement? That's a fair statement. But for, it makes sense for operational reports. I mean, that does make sense. I think the question comes in, how hard is it to do a mail merge 
Right. Because that's a really kind of the equivalent experience you need to be effective here. I totally agree that Report Builder is not as easy to get started with and use as desktop. However, I do think to some extent the complexity of it is overblown for many scenarios. Because oftentimes what I hear from customers is, I need a table. If you only need a table, you can probably get away with a wizard and be just fine. I agree with you on the bit around the DAX and making that simpler. That's one area where we've seen, you know, there wasn't really a compelling reason in SSRS to use multi-dimensional in tabular and specifically use DAX. You could simply use right. MDX against it and you'd be just fine. With Power BI, you really need better DAX support than what we have. I'll just be very transparent here. Mm -hmm. So if that's nothing more than initially, it's far easier to paste in DAX and just have it go. Because one of the things we made a mistake with in that video, and Patrick had promised to go back and fix it, you actually need to go one screen deeper and paste the DAX in there initially before it'll work. So that was one of the things that uh, we, we cleaned up in the documentation, but the video is still out there showing the workflow be a little bit different than it should be. Yeah. But from that perspective of how do we make it simpler, I think one of the things that was interesting during a recent hackathon was this beautiful new welcome screen that was done for Power BI Report Builder that had training videos and links to content, nice. things like that. That alone would make a huge difference as opposed to the not helpful welcome screen that you have right now that was, again, designed for SSRS. Right. And it's little things like that, that if we, you know, they accumulate and, you know, getting feedback from folks. And again, as we go wider, this is something we're going to hear a lot more because more people try to build it against the Power BI desktop reports mm -hmm. because that's frankly that it all kind of starts with that authoring community. And there are a lot of people who know how to author paginated reports or SSRS reports that aren't yet doing so in the context of Power BI. Mm. And there's also a ton of people in Power BI who've never done this before that want to. That's the thing I've been fascinated about is just how many people want to because they have specific business needs they cannot meet with Power BI Desktop and they never will be able to meet with Power BI Desktop because that's not what the tool was designed right. for. So we have a lot of stuff we want to go do with a, with a small team, although we are expanding. This is an opportunity to say we are hiring engineers if you are an engineer and you're looking to come work with uh, Chris and John and the Paginator Report team, you're going to be working on this and a bunch of other stuff like uh, email distribution, Excel integration, stuff like that. It's absolutely things that we're, uh, we're looking to go tackle. And we'd love to have you come join our team here in Redmond. So please do uh, make sure you submit. A, I put the links out on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, so this is a shameless plug in that context. I don't know how many engineers will be listening to this particular podcast, but I thought I'd throw it in there. And uh, again, it's, it, we want to go do so much and we just we, we just need the resources in there and we want to hear from the community just exactly what, how we can make their experience better. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I think uh, we'll, we'll have to put some links in the show notes yeah, absolutely. Uh, to that for you. Absolutely. But, I'll make uh, sure I get some too. There's probably a, a use case where, you know, a best practices around paginated reports in, yeah. in Power BI would be a good thing. Maybe yeah. we should get that accepted for Ignite. I think maybe we did get that accepted. I did. Oh, oh. <laughs> how about that? That is that is wonderful news. There will be a 45-minute session on best practices for paginated reports uh, yeah. at Ignite. Yeah. That's awesome. And, yeah, uh, I was pretty happy about that. And we That's also great. got the podcast accepted and a couple of other things that we'll be uh, promoting. A meetup yes. is a big one. Great. That yeah. one's going to be a lot of fun as well. But so we will definitely be at Ignite. We found that out yesterday, which is uh, great news. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Uh, will you be at Ignite? I will, but apparently I'm doing uh, I'm doing the transcontinental thing because uh, SQL Pass is the same week as Ignite. So I will be going to Ignite and then flying back some point during the week to go present at Pass. Oh, well. wow. Wow. Well, well, I have to come back at some point anyway. So. Well, that's yeah. true. That's, 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 <laughs> I'm not driving you. back. So. That's, that's true. Yeah. You're not going to buy a new car that you have no. to drive back? No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's been awesome getting to have you back. Yeah, yeah my pleasure. Show. Anytime. And, yeah. and uh, here I have these Pageant Airport Bear shirts for you to give away awesome. over the next few days. I think that's going to happen. I think so. Those are rare. And I people, think. yes, they, they are, because they're, they're, the they're the special edition Power BI report builder. I know. Oh, wow. Back. So these are these are truly rare. I brought rare mine from Oh, that's did awesome. Yes, yeah, I did. That's awesome. I thought about it and then didn't. Yeah. I, <laughs> Fair I, I failed. I failed on that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I, sure I knew Padgy wasn't going to be here. So, you know, tough. that was... I failed on that, but oh, I'm so glad that you and the team are here, yep. and I uh, look forward to getting this out there, and I will get those links in the show notes as well. Any uh, Anything else you want to plug or get people to think about and go do? I, we've already talked about the, the ideas at PowerBI.com for looking to see paginated reports show up in pro if people want to uh, yep. continue to promote on that one. Anything else uh, on your mind that you want to throw out there? Oh, I don't think so. Again, it was great seeing you guys again. Really appreciate uh, having me here at the show today. I'll be in and out over the next couple of days. We have to go back to the office for a few things, but looking forward to chat with folks and hear more about what they're doing. Perfect. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Bifocal Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or via your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at Bifocal Show. The show notes for this and all of the Bifocal podcasts can be found on the Bifocal.show blog. The music for the Bifocal podcast is Indie Rock by Scott Holmes and is shared under Creative Commons. 